And we're back to your number one sports podcast, All Things Sports. I'm your co-host, Small Town EP, once again coming to you live from the chilly city of Atlanta. In a weekend where the Thunder lose to the Pistons, the 49ers' revenge tour continues. And Patty Mahomes, well, Patty Mahomes does it again. ATS is back to give you the real in sports. I'm joined by your host, Wade Julian, live from the probably a little chillier city, New York City. How you doing, brother? Everything's good, man. It's raining. A uh, little, little upset, you know, that Lamar couldn't get that, but we moved, man. Patrick Mahomes just showed his greatness. There it is. And of course, another usual suspect that the camera is used to seeing now, Big Kev. I uh, like the heat and uh, Chiefs, you know, colors you got going on behind you. I'm going to say Chiefs, but, you know, I'm sure you might say heat. Well, it's actually, it's funny because bef- right before we went on, they were blue. And I couldn't give the Lions that, so I changed it to red. So we got both teams. I'm representing the uh, just the Super Bowl in total. You, you see me. I'm still rocking with the purple for now. This is the last episode I'm going to get to do the purple. Well, Drake said you're rocking purple hearts. You know we at war, but let's get into it. We'll start with the Lions and the Niners because everybody want to know about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll start with the Lions and we'll start with the Niners. Great game in Santa Clara. Uh, the over obviously cashed. Uh, we talked about it. We talked about it being a more than likely a high-scoring game. At least I thought it was going to be. June finished the sentence. The coaching performance that Kyle Shanahan displayed was. As, as necessary. Um, I don't think the first half. You know they were able to get things going the way they expected to, and so. The second half, you know, they were forced to be aggressive. Christian McCaffrey wasn't able to run the ball pretty well in the first half. And I guess what they were able to do as far as sticking with it and and knowing that he'll he'll find something eventually. And then, uh, you know, kind of just I, I, I kind of want to go off record, but like going off of how good the, I guess, play calling and play design was, Brock Purdy really, I think, won this game for the 49ers in the second half. So, well, that's my end of the sentence. <laughs> I mean, I he looked, I would say, as poised as ever in arguably the biggest game of his career up to this point. You know, with with a chance to punch it, punch a ticket to you know the greatest spectacle in sports, as they call it. Kev, we'll take it to the other side, and then we'll discuss a little more. The end of the Lions' season was. Uh, it's a good. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word, and I can think of what how I want to say it, but I can't think of the actual word. So I'm just tell you what I'm trying to think of. Um, it's kind of like that. Uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. Um, this is who they were all season. This is who Dan Campbell was all season. He wasn't just he didn't just decide in the NFC Championship game that he was going to go for uh two fourth downs in critical moments when they had field goals uh that they could have taken, but. Uh, that's what got them there. And same way you wouldn't change it the other way. I don't think he should have changed the way they went about things. Um, and that's just, you know, the coach that he is, and that's just who he's going to be. And I think he he displayed that all year, and he, he stuck with it, and he stuck by his guns. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I feel about it. I think this was like the third largest comeback in postseason history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that stat might be a little skewed, but that's what I believe that I uh, that I heard. I mean, 
George Kittle said it himself in the post-game, you know, celebration. He said, hey, the first half, they absolutely had us. I mean, it just looked like De- like, like the fix was in. <laughs> Detroit was about to run away with it. Um, and Kyle Shanahan, you know, came out came out in the second half. He was like, we need to play poise. We need to kind of rally the troops back in. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey and that Niners defense in, in, in the second half just kind of came to play, came to play, came to play. June, how much different is this Niners team than the Niners team that the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl in 2020? I think they're (laughs) – Brock Purdy makes all the difference in these teams as far as his athletic ability and his fearlessness in making throws. Um, the defense is a bit, you know, what more well-rounded out in my opinion as well. Also just having more experience under them, having played in more NFC championship games. And, um, so I'd go with the experience is, is really, you know, the biggest difference, but having Brock Purdy back there and him being as confident as he is and, and, and using his athleticism. Because like I said before before uh, Kev started, you know, going on, finishing that sentence, they don't win this game if Brock Purdy doesn't make those plays on big third downs and, and extends those drives with those runs. Um, I think we watched in that AFC championship, Lamar Jackson obviously had a few plays where he took off and, and, and tucked it, but there were more opportunities for Lamar Jackson to kind of take off and run or make a decision to use his legs earlier than than uh, holding on to the ball as long as he did and and Brock Purdy made no mistake about it understanding that if you guys are going to play man I'm going and if I you know he he was able to outrun linebackers make a couple guys miss and so yeah I just think that I just think that having a guy like him again also somebody who's not scared to try to put the ball in a certain place that throw to IUK that's a pro bowler's touchdown right there um, he, he made a couple big throws. He had a throw across his body, across the field, which you should never do. But, you know, him just feeling like I got to do whatever it is to win this game and, and put the team on my back now that we're down, what was it, 17 at halftime? It's a big credit to him, man. It's a big credit to him. Because, again, Christian McCaffrey, their best player, he was he was really slowed down early in this game, and uh, credit to the 49ers for sticking with him. Obviously, you're going to do that. He's the best player on the field, but um, when he's not getting it going and and being that I guess quarterback's best friend, the quarterback got to step up, and and he should be different. But Kev, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm a little upset it took you that long to say that the difference. Well, not even you didn't even say it. But I'm a little bit upset that your main difference in that team to this team was Chris was not Christian McCaffrey because that is the biggest difference. Um, Purdy, but yeah, to your point, uh, Purdy did he outplayed? Uh, essentially, he outplayed. He made the plays that Jared Goff didn't. Right, like the fourth down and three throw, Goff has a man open and missed him. Like he completely underthrows it. So <clears throat> Purdy was making those throws. Um, the the touchdown pass to Ayuk though I, I laughed when you you said it because it could have been an interception about two plays before that. Um, they hit off Facts. the helmet, 
that yeah. ball that off his helmet and pops in the air and is a 51-yard catch. But, um, yeah, I mean, to his credit, he ended up making all the plays that Jared Goff couldn't, and uh, that's that was the that was the difference in the game. I also think like miscues was a big thing in this, in both games. That was a theme. Like, uh, obviously, we'll talk about the 49ers or the Chiefs. Ravens game, which there was a list, but in this game, you just mentioned that 50-yard pass to Brandon Ayuk that could have been an interception, would have been a game-changing play. Um, then you had the fourth down to Josh Reynolds or the third down to Josh Reynolds where he dropped it, the fourth down play that they weren't able to execute on. Uh, Josh Reynolds had another drop. So a lot of opportunity was left out there <clears throat> and you know, you want to look at those fourth down decisions where Dan Campbell goes for it and, you know, call them crazy, whatever the case is. Like Kev said, you you know, this is what got you here. Why change that? I, I agree to an extent, however, on the one where they were in field goal range, they were able to tie the game up with just over like five or six minutes left. I think you have to tie the game up. You know, I understand you want to be confident and try to go down and get a lead, but at certain it's, points of a game, you also have to understand, like, points matter. Points matter, matter, matter. And to be clear, I, if, if a friend asked me, are you ta are you taking points? I said, first of all, I'm, I'm never going to be an NFL head coach. I have no qualification at all to do so. Um, <laughs> but if I were to be in that position, no, I'm taking the points both times. But I'm not Dan Campbell, and Dan Campbell's been this way all season. So Now, but but I get it. So, like, I do understand Dan Campbell, too, in the regard that, yeah, I mean, this works. This is what we do as a team. We're confident in ourselves to be able to run plays to pick up two, three yards on fourth down. And the unfortunate part is that on two of those plays, they had an opportunity to pick up first downs and they were dropped. It's great execution, you know what I'm saying, on blocking, getting open, and getting the ball there couldn't bring the catch in. And that's just killers. That's something that the Kansas City Chiefs could relate to all season where, you know, drive killers that that didn't help their quarterback. And I think that Jared Goff, I don't know that if if they make those catches that Kev would be able to come on here and say, you know, Brock Purdy made the plays that Jared Goff didn't. And um, that's kind of the way the game went. And unfortunately for the Lions, the Cinderella story ends this time now here in San Francisco. But fortunately for the Lions, I mean, they got a young team. You see their their running back duo, and they'll be here for some years. What's up, Kev? No, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think their story's ending. I think they'll be back, and I think Dan Campbell learns from this, and I think because there is also a difference doing going forward on fourth down in a game in November or October when you've got a comfortable lead in the division versus it's win or go home. So, um, Dan Campbell, this is only something to learn from and grow from, and you grow from it, grow with a young team uh, from it. So, uh, I don't think that this is a one-and-done type thing for them. I think they can definitely get back. They've got a, a whole bunch of young talent all over the field. So um, them and the Packers, I think, in the NFC North can contend with each other for a while. I want to kick it I, over. Sorry, real yeah, quick, you're good. Real, real quick, I'm sorry. I, I just I hate that for Jameer Gibbs, man. What a great rookie season, you know, over 10 touchdowns over a thousand yards rushing had a big impact on this game. I'm not sure what his final stat line was. He had, uh, he only had 45 rushing yards this game, but they were meaningful yards. He had a big touchdown. 
um, at a critical point in the game where it looked like they were going to be able to run away with this one. And then the fumble, you know, that fumble really just momentum, momentum. Cause that's that that's football moment. I mean, that's sports in general, but when old momentum starts coming for you, man, it's really like nothing you can do about it. And they got stopped. San Francisco came back and scored. They got the ball back. They fumbled. And it just looked like, okay, how are they going to get the ball back in the end zone to kind of try to solidify themselves in the Super Bowl? And they never were able to do that. It was like uh, <laughs> when the Heat lost to the Knicks there where we, we come back down and it's just like, nah, DiVincenzo just eight straight points. Come on. So. To their credit, they did um, come back to cover. Good teams win, great teams cover. So. <laughs> That's funny to hear as a as a gambling man myself. I want to kick it over to the chat real quick because we uh we do have people live in here. Shout out to Jess Breeze in the chat. He says shout out to Mammy He and then he says shit wrong pod. I think it's the right pod. Any pod that Julian's on, uh, you want to shout the Mammy Heat out is definitely the right pod to do that on. Cam saying yo, uh, Jay in the chat saying Josh Reynolds don't drop those passes. I think Lions win. Uh, I think Je- I think Breeze is referencing um, being so aggressive on going on it on fourth down and stuff like that, saying how no the playoff in the playoffs we update that. Uh, my dog Brandon St. Louis in the chat talking, you know, just wondering why they're going for it on fourth down twice. But like we said, that's just Dan Campbell on a week in and week out basis. Um, you gotta take the points if you're asking me. I was a little scared uh, when we didn't when the Chiefs. I shouldn't say we because as a collective we're not Chiefs fans, but. When the Chiefs didn't take the points in that game today, I was like, uh, this I've been here, I've been here before. You guys have anything else you want to go over as far as this Niners game is concerned before we move over to the AFC championship? I'll just say, look, man, shout out to the Lions for real. Shout out to everybody in the chat, Breeze, Ray, Jane, uh Jason, Brandon, Christian. I, the Lions had a hell of a season for sure. I'm going to the NFC championship in the beginning of the season. Maybe somebody like Nico did, but um, the fact that they did get here and and stuck to their guns and, you know, kind of went out the way that they they would have loved to, like on some set it off Queen Latifah vibes, like, you know, this is what we got. And so a couple plays they probably wish they had back, but um, Chiefs 49ers, bro, that, that's, that's the game of the year right there. That's going to be the game of the year right there. The revenge tour continues for the Niners, and it seems like they are going to meet the exact team that they wanted to meet. Kyle Shanahan, second Super Bowl appearance in the last five years. Second Super Bowl appearance in the last five years against the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is starting to get interesting. We'll go over, like I was mentioning, to the AFC Championship game, where the Chiefs did go to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, come out victorious to the tune of 17-10. to 10. Another scoreless second half, which, again, was kind of a trend early on in the season. We'd win games, but we still, we'd, you know, we'd be scoreless in halves, which is, isn't the most pretty, isn't the prettiest thing. Most pretty is not a term. Isn't the prettiest thing. But once again, did come out victorious. June, was this game more Chiefs defense dominating or more Ravens offense just not clicking? It's a good question. I think in the first half, I would have said, you know, the Chiefs defense dominated it. But 
we started to see that offense move the ball in the second half for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson start to uh, figure things out. I mean, Zay Flowers, shout out to Zay Flowers, you know, being a rookie and his first NFC champ, AFC championship game, putting up five yards, 115, you know, five receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, in the same drive, he has a crucial uh, 15-yard penalty, a crucial fumble, and he even, like, hurt himself in the process on the sideline with the frustrations of it. And it's it's hard as a player to come back from that. It's hard as a player to, to stay confident through that. Um, however, I think it was it was a little bit of both. To answer your question, the Chiefs defense, you got to give them credit. They, they, Lamar didn't play a good game. You know, he, he was playing sloppy at points. He turned the ball over two times um, in, in situations where I felt like both were his fault. You know, that, that was a PI that they missed in the end zone, but he threw in the triple coverage. It was never, never going to work. And then the fumble, um, it wasn't like he didn't have all any time at all. But he, you got to sense that pressure. You can't just be sitting there uh, as uh, as freely as he was. So I think those two turnovers are on him. Um, yeah, I would say a mixture of both. Okay, what do you think? More Chiefs defense or more Ravens offense just not clicking? I think the Ravens play calling was terrible. Um, I hate, I hate, I hate that they did not have Lamar more option like read option like uh i just feel like getting that that chief's defense to move east to west with lamar was not something that they wanted to do and i don't know why um because i felt like if you could get him leaning one direction with the run and have lamar pull and run he could i mean we 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 saw him a couple times get through uh the defense um for, for bigger runs so uh, I'm not sure why they didn't do it more often. I'm not sure why Lamar didn't look to run more often, um, especially when he had time and things weren't open. Um, I just feel like you got to take off in certain situations. You got to have a clock and know that eventually that rush is going to get to you. But regardless of if you got time, you got four or five seconds back there, it's going to get to you eventually. So you've got to get out of there and, and make plays with your legs, and you're the best in the league at doing that. So. I'm not sure why we didn't see more of that from Lamar. That's, I think, was the most frustrating thing for me just watching the game was the fact that they didn't seem to want to get into that. It looked like they wanted to make him look like he could win. As like a faster, right? Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know what it was about. I don't know if that was just the game plan going in, but uh, I didn't. I, I thought they should have leaned more run, especially with Lamar. But yeah, I think I think 16 rushes as a team total for less than 100 yards is unacceptable. And I understand that, you know, situation calls for certain play calling. But when you have the number one rushing offense in the league, you're that for a reason. And um, this Chiefs defense, you got to give them credit because it's a big part of why Todd Munkin probably didn't run as much. However, um, you know, you look at how it started. They weren't able to get drives going. The time of possession was heavily in Kansas City's favor early first three quarters probably. Um, and so Todd Munkin's probably thinking, whoa, I, I don't know how much opportunity you guys think we truly had to to run the ball. Um, but 
it's about believing in a process that you've worked through all season. Like, you know, the 49ers weren't able to get Christian McCaffrey going in the first half too much, but they're still going to, you know, put the ball in his hand and try to give the ball to their best player. Now, whether that's running the ball with Gus Edwards or Justice Hill, or if that's giving Lamar the read option to be able to tuck it, like Kev said, you know, it just creates a different dynamic for the offense that, um, that guys are going to mismatch on that, you know, creates a lot of mismatches. So I do agree with Kev play calling was, wasn't the best today and it forced Lamar to be in tough situations. And then Kansas city's defense coverage downfield was, it wasn't blanket coverage all day, but I mean, they held everybody else other than Zay flowers to less than, you know, five catches and less than 40 yards. So um, defense did their job in Kansas city. They got pressure four sacks and again, forced those two turnovers. So, Shout out to Kansas City's defense, man. We this this number six offense in Baltimore, number one off, rushing offense. It looked it looked really really uh, flustered today. And to the point too, they they had the opportunities to get more than what, like that should have been a tie game. Realistically, if Zay doesn't fumble the ball. Yeah, I was like, I, I told my group to like, Justin Tucker hasn't even been on the field, and there was that one drive where. I think it was a Zay Flowers fumble, but when they started that drive, I'm like, all right, look, got to have three points here at least. Like, you get three points minimum, and then they go and have a big play, and then the fumble, that that fumble just obviously changed. There was also a, a penalty, I believe. It was a penalty that uh, on Baltimore that brought, took them back out of field goal range for Tucker. Either a penalty yeah. or yeah, personal. Right after that, right? Yeah. So, and it really, it really could have, you know, shout out to Lamar for evading these sacks because it was really, you said it was four sacks today, June. I felt like there should have been like six, seven sacks for yeah, sure. Yeah. In which we, instead of, you know, going for his legs, wrapping up his body, we kind of just lunged and completely missed. Like karate boy just completely missed the mark. There was also two of those sacks that I, I, I believe it was two. I know at least one for sure, but I believe it was two sacks of basically coverage sacks. And those are the ones yeah, that yeah. it's like you got to get out. But of you got to take off and go. You know, right. you can't try to read four progressions right. and then try to go back to the first one. Like right. you're Lamar Jackson, bro. And and you got to go one, two, gone. One, two, three, maybe gone. But, um, you know, trying to just make something happen, sit back there in the pocket. Your O-line, one, can't block all day. And two, you know, your receivers, if they're not getting open, it, it's looking like they're going to have to start being blockers. But um, yeah, I just I just wish there was a little bit more better decision making from Lamar Jackson today. It wasn't his his brightest uh, showing. However, he he ended off, you know, with a respectable effort because it, it started off pretty poor and he had like 80 something yards in the first half. Um, so he definitely had to he had to get things rolling, but. Again, I think I think people don't really and and obviously they're ranked high, but people don't realize this Chiefs defense is what's gotten them here uh, throughout this season through the struggles on the offense, through the drop balls. Uh, it, it's been that defense. But my boy Carl Loftus and Sneed, mm. Sneed with the forced fumble. Listen, last week I didn't really say nothing about it. I just I, I mentioned the play that it you know the the jet sweep that we ran that ended in the same result as today's fumble that Legereus Sneed caused. I didn't say nothing on the pod, you know. In private, I might have mentioned to a couple people, yo, get rid of that rule. 
right? If you're one of those people that I mentioned that to in private and you're watching this, I never said that. And it sucks to suck. Like, that's what happens, you know? There's a lot of calls that, you know. And, and before I get into that, do you guys have any gripe with the officials today? Because we were in a group chat, a lot of a lot of officiating opinions, a lot of, you know, people were saying that the refs were a little soft today. I think the hand to the face, I don't know if it should have been called. Uh, it wasn't, no, it wasn't, yeah, it was roughing the passer. Um, I probably would have called hands to the face, illegal hands to the face. I don't know about roughing the passer. Um, no, it's a roughing. I mean, if you can't touch the quarterback over the, over the, that's roughing. Um it's a lineman, you know, get the hands to the face call, but it's it's just something you can't do in that moment. Like you can't go left hook to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I don't I don't think the missed PI in the end zone was the biggest deal. It's a missed call for sure. Uh, but uh, listen, bro, that, that officiating shit, like it, it's so annoying to come after the game and just be like, look, man, the refs here, here, and here. It's part of the game, bro. They miss calls, they make bad calls. And you got to beat the refs, and you can't make the refs be the determinators of, you know, the situation. That one, that one, unlikely in the end zone. I didn't, I didn't care if they threw one or not there because it was in the triple coverage, and you just, you got all three guys going for the ball at the same time, so can't really do nothing about that. <clears throat> the one uh, questionable one that they didn't call was the one where he kind of hooked them, and I think they, yeah, he he hooked likely for sure on that third down. And, uh, so that one, uh, but I think Lamar needs to make a better, dis, a, a better, he needs to do a better job at putting the ball in a catchable position. I feel like he kind of threw the ball away. So somebody said that, that it was uncatchable. And I said, funny enough, that's the same call that they got in the Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs. But, but it's funny. Look, somebody, I was at the bar watching the game and some, somebody was like, you know, there has been no calls for the home team. You would have thought the home team would get, you know, some sort of call by this time of the game. I said, listen, bro, the Chiefs are the home team. All right? <laughs> that's how it works. This is their league. <laughs> and that's, that's part of how I feel the refs officiate games. And fair or not, that the Patriots got that treatment. Brady got that treatment. And so this is this is the Mahomes era. We're going to do – bro, Kelsey didn't get any, any unsportsmanlike conducts and – he was out there bullying dudes. And then somebody tried to do that thing to Kelsey or do that, you know what I'm saying, to the Chiefs, and they get a taunting call. They get an unsportsmanlike call. So, um, again, I think you just got to be better collectively and not put the game in the ref's hands for one or two calls to, to be able to make or break the game. And um, to me, the play of the game, yo, was the Travis Kelsey third down catch where he just went full extension for it. If they would have kicked the field goal right there, you know, because we didn't think that Zay Flowers' touchdown was going to be the only passing touchdown of the game for Lamar Jackson. And then so to think if they would have went up by, you know, a touchdown and a field goal, wouldn't have been too much to overcome at the moment. But, you know, that that drive extender and then Patrick Mahomes goes and runs the ball for the first down, like, it was just too much. So um, I just think the Chiefs were the better team today. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey went for their – Went for their, you know, good old, good old connection for for uh, another historic day for Travis Kelsey, tying or passing Jerry Rice for all time receptions leader in the playoffs. That's that's Jerry Rice. Like we, let's acknowledge this, guys. Travis Kelsey's the tight end. Yeah, I saw that stat when it popped up on the screen, and I was like, oh wow, that's 
that's nuts. Like, that's actually crazy just to think he's been in the league this long, all the production that he's given the Chiefs, and, I mean, he's just reaping what he's been sowing, really. He's just put, been putting in the work and, and, and getting the job done. Which, but, that, yeah, shout-outs to him because that's that and, and that milestone. Um, I actually immediately thought, I was like, I wonder if there's, like, a little paycheck incentive for hitting that milestone or if that's just like one of those random ones that no one took into account, you know? <laughs> I, I, I hope they, they're like, they're not like, Hey man, if you get a uh, Jerry Rice's record this year, not <laughs> <laughs> the breeze breeze in the chat. He's a Steelers fan. So I know he's hype, you know, division rival ain't going to no damn Super Bowl and getting no damn title. I'm not mad. Look, I, I was rooting for Lamar Jackson. It's, it's, you know, the Broward thing. Uh, we want to see the kid win. But Patrick Mahomes, this is his time. When when Tom Brady was beating the Colts and everybody else in the AFC every single year to go to the Super Bowl, we couldn't stand it. Some of us, like Kev, is his division rival. Some of us, like me, were the Colts. We were getting bullied in the early 2000s. And then the rest of the league just wasn't good enough to even be in the echelon to talk about Brady. So it was like... What 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 better to do than hate? Why not? And it's Boston, you know, New England area. It's an easy it's an easy hate. So like, Mahomes though he's he's got a he's got a little bit to him, you know. He's got some he's got some 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 song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just you know his game his game is so much more than Brady's in the sense of making different throws, using his legs. Um, and, and plays that he's made throughout his career. So just got to credit him. Six six straight AFC championships he's been to. This is his, what, third Super Bowl appearance or fourth Super Bowl appearance? What is this? Fourth, fourth? fourth, fourth yeah. Because he lost the one to Brady. See, that's the thing, that he, 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 he can win eight rings and never be better than Brady. Yeah, right. Why? Why? Because he never beat Brady in the playoffs? Stop head it. Head. They, they, we got to see them go head to head. Nah, but the stats, man, he's doing things that Brady has never done, and to That's say fine. that is crazy. And I don't think it is. To, we never I, got to see. We never got to see Jordan Lebron. We got to see. We got to see Brady Mahomes, and Brady won both times in the postseason. Yeah, but football is is such more uh, is more of a you know it's a team sport, and yeah, but we know the Chiefs, at the end of the day, they're the quarterback. I get it. I'm not. I get it. But listen, I can't say that Patrick Mahomes isn't gonna be better than Brady ever. Oh, especially if he, especially if he got six more or four more rings. No, I mean he can be statistically better and have more rings. But when you're talking about who's the greatest of all time, you have to take into account they went head to head in the postseason twice, and Brady came out on top. But it I, I, compared it it, I compared it to I compared it to Floyd Mayweather versus Canelo. Like everybody knows Canelo, everybody knew Canelo was going to exactly. but Canelo was too young to. But also, also like Jordan versus the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Like it just wasn't the time for Mahomes yet. He had to he had to go through. It. Everybody has to battle that adversity before breaking through. And the fact that Brady was the guy on top at the time that Mahomes was coming into his own, that's not fair to kind of just I, I like the narrative. I do, but um the best quarterback in NFL history will be an AFC West quarterback. Oh, you know, it's funny you guys mentioned that um as far as Brady is concerned. <laughs> Whoa. 
It's funny that you guys mentioned that as far as Brady's concerned, because I was talking to Strictly earlier, shout out Strictly, shout out Cardi, and I was like, you know, because they're, you know, Boston natives, Patriots fans, all that. I was like, yo, I, I now understand. Like, I now understand what you guys were dealing with, because like you were saying, June, it just feels like the Chiefs are like an easy hate at this point. It's like, let's just bet against them because like, no, we don't, we just don't want to see them there again. It's what it's coming down to at this point. It's like, you can't give me any any reason. There's no like logical, there's no like, oh, it's either like, fuck the Chiefs or it's because I just don't want to see them there anymore. It just seems like it's a very easy hate. Um, so I told Strictly that I, I now understand what, uh, what he dealt with as a Patriots fan when they were going through that run. Would you guys say that this Chiefs team is very similar or not similar to the 2019 Chiefs team that won nine straight to finish the season and win a Super Bowl? You want me, you want me to Kev? Go? Sorry, I didn't say a name. That's on me, my fault. <laughs> no, um, so just like I said about, like, you asked the question earlier, what's the difference between this 49ers team and that 49ers team? And I said Christian McCaffrey, you asked the same question about the Chiefs, and I say they're worse because they don't have Tyreek Hill. Um, and they it, it's not just necessarily Tyreek Hill, but they don't have, other than Travis Kelsey, who they had that season, they don't have that outside threat. I think this defense is way better. Like, this defense is phenomenal. And um, so I think that's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. But uh, but I just think as dynamic as San Francisco is, can you keep up with them? And I think you can because you do have Patrick Mahomes and he seems to find he seems to find a way every time. Um, so it, it, it felt it, it feels like if he has the ball last, he's going to score if he needs to at this point, because he did it with Buffalo every time they got a score. He came right back and answered. He did it with uh, with with Baltimore today when they came down and scored. He came right back and answered. I thought it was going to be a high scoring game. I was like, oh, we're in for a, a shootout here. And then nobody seemed to want to score, the, put the football in the end zone again for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the game. So uh, the defense is a lot better. Um, it's just a question about the offense. So I think they're a, a little bit worse than that team. But I don't like I I, I said it before. Like don't bet against Mahomes in January. Drew, what do you think? Comparing the 2019-2020 Chiefs to the 2023-2024 squad. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too much on, on what Kev said because I share sim- similar thoughts, but this defense, I think, I think is the biggest key. You know, losing Tyreek Hill is huge, uh, but when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you can count on him to figure it out offensively and, and you know, take the burden off of everybody else outside because he can uh, move the ball around. But that defense... But that defense, you know, is uh, is definitely a, a step and a half up from that 2019 defense. Um, I, that 49ers team is dynamic. They have, you know, all, all threats. They got linebackers. They've got pass rush. They've got some good defensive backs. They've got receivers. They've got tight end. They've got the best running back in the game. And... Uh, Matchup wise, you know, and on paper, you got to look at the 49ers as the favorite, right? And they were definitely a favorite coming into the season to be the to be the Super Bowl champion. Um, but the under, like, I think the X factor in 
next week's or in the in the Super Bowl is going to be Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan, and um, I think we get a master class out of Andy Reid. I'll leave it there. I don't want to do too much detail on the Super Bowl preview just yet, but Andy Reid has 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 strong feelings about his what would this be now his fifth or fourth. I'll leave it. I'll leave you know because I, I I'm the same. I don't want to get into too much of a Super Bowl preview because we'll do that when the time comes. But Vegas is quick. You know they're all about money. They're all about business. Vegas came out with the line this evening that said Niners minus two and a half. The line in the last hour has dropped to Niners minus one in the last hour. A lot of big money coming in on Kansas City early. Obviously, Super Bowl is two weeks away, so we'll see. Uh, you know, how much money comes in on the Niners throughout the next two weeks, how much money comes back in on KC should be an interesting bout. I have a football question for you, gentlemen, um, as far as the Ravens. Does this game hurt Lamar's MVP chances, or is that MVP bundle wrapped up and ready to be sent off to him in June? You're on mute. Damn, you know that good old mute button. Hey, I'd rather be on mute than, than you know, have some bad audio, but it is an award. We know we say it's a regular season award, and um, there was no other quarterback playing football like him down the stretch last year or this season, and so and so he he wholeheartedly deserves that MVP. And if we want, if he won this game somehow, which it looked like the Chiefs were giving them chance after chance to try to make a comeback here or there, um, if he would have won this game, we would have been saying, you know, unanimous, unanimous. So um, yeah. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson definitely deserved a regular season MVP award. Patrick Mahomes looks like he'll go and get a Super Bowl MVP, though. Again. Kev? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a regular season award. They already voted on it, so he can't take your ballot back. So it's – uh, and like he said, like there was nobody – he proved his point the last two weeks of this – well, not even the last, the last three – the last two games that he played in. Against uh, against the 49ers and the Dolphins. So, shout out to the tap, the the tap. Ooh, the chat still jumping. I know you mentioned Christian June, uh, one time for the Lions, hell of a season. I was on that Lions train early too. I was getting a lot of criticism for saying they were going to win the division. I, I'm not going to hold you. I didn't know anything about past winning the division. <laughs> I wasn't as confident about any of that, but I did say that they would win. The division. You guys got any more football talk before we uh, before we wrap up and get out of here for the Sunday evening? Nah, man. I think um, we're gonna get a good game. We're gonna get a good game on in two weeks here. I'm excited to see Patrick Mahomes just try to further his legacy, man, and cement himself in NFL greats history. Uh, Brock Purdy, though, Mister Irrelevant, has a chance to shut everybody up. All the people that didn't think he'd be the guy, um, and uh, Kyle Shanahan, and, and you know. And, and the rest of those guys that were on that 2020 team, that 2019-2020 team that didn't win, they, they're going to put their best foot forward because they, they smell blood. The, the um, Super Bowl's in Vegas, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah, like the cheesy all-in t-shirt that they, that they gave both, team, both teams. That was, that was corny. Well, My pops got- was like, yeah, they're going to have to celebrate. They're going to have to – to Patrick Mahomes is going to be, you know, practicing in my facility as a Raiders fan. It makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> Shout out to Pops, yeah. Well, the uh, 
Uh, so it's in Vegas. So Brady's probably gonna be there, right? Hundred percent, thousand percent. So it'll give Mahomes a chance to win his first postseason game with Brady in the building. Ha 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 ha! This guy got jokes. Hey, it'll just be enough to check off the list. We got the road wins out of the way, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this was your number one sports podcast, all things sports Sunday night NFL ch- conference championship recap. We will see you all. Well, first off, if you tuned in live, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. You could have been anywhere in the world on this beautiful Sunday evening getting lit after these beautiful NFL games that we just watched, but you're here with us hanging now. If you're streaming this on your streaming platforms, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, Amazon podcast, it don't matter. I said we'd be here Sunday night after we found out who was going to be in the Super Bowl. We'll see you on Tuesday for some NBA, NHL, and more talk. Yeah, ATS, your number one sports podcast is out.